0: Unorthodox with the Angry Behavior Analyst is a relief valve for stifled thoughts, theories, and opinions related to social science. Unorthodox is unfiltered, uncensored, and most importantly, uncancelable. The Angry Behavior Analyst is all triggers, no warnings. All right, guys. Welcome back this week. Happy Tuesday. I have a very exciting guest today. Her name is Sarah. She is a social worker and my favorite title by far, a former social justice warrior. Sarah, (laughs) welcome to Unorthodox. Thank you. How you doing in North Carolina? I know we just talked about it right before we recorded, but.
1: I know. Well, I just was in South Carolina, so I just drove back this morning. So I was like, you know, nicer there. And now I'm back and trying to get in the swing of things, I'm, I'm kind of like working, not working this week. So it's like that awkward in between where yeah. I'm just like playing work. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like it's like playing house, but worse. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay. Write some emails, make it look like I'm really busy. That kind of yeah. thing.
0: So. Yeah. So, so yeah. Sarah, you were a social worker. So when you say you're back to work or pretending to work this week, what yeah. does that work look like?
1: Well, so yeah, former social worker, but I still, now I'm in like the nonprofit world still. So I still do, I work for like a youth organization. So it's still kind of in that world, but it's definitely not social justice. It's more like youth oriented, uh, not woke at all. So that's been an interesting like kind of sideways step. but yeah, so still in that general world, I'm not so far away, but I, I do more like marketing and stuff. So I kind of got away from social work stuff,
0: it has always, been really nice. What, I was going to say, was that always the plan for you, you think, or it just kind of happened that way?
1: No, it just kind of happened. It was like, I was, I, I actually wanted to drop out of my social work degree but you know there was like the pressure from like my mom and stuff just like you're gonna you have you know and then it's like you have to you have to get a degree and then there was like the momentum of like well I've already done it let me just finish at this point um and then yeah and then it was just like I got a degree I kept trying to make it work and I was like I honestly I hate this I hate it I don't know what to do I kept trying different types of groups that I would try to work with. And it just like, it was just not a good fit. So I kind of went, I went into coffee shops for a while and just did that whole world, which I I actually really loved. If there was like money in that, I would have just stayed in that. But,
0: yeah,
1: no. um, and then I kind of like just started poking around in different things. And so then I, yeah, I just kind of started poking my way into other things and marketing just sort of happened a little bit through my coffee shop stuff. Like I would do the social media side of things. So I just kind of dabbled. And then, you know, it's a little bit like you just make your resume sound a little bit fresher than it really is. So I had to lie a little bit just to get like a huge pivot because it was so hard to get out of that world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was like one job kind of took a chance on me. And then I was finally able to say, hey, I'm, I'm in marketing. Like, so she work's behind me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we, yeah. I was talking to my husband about this. I don't know if you've seen the movie Beautiful Girls, but um, Matt Dillon is trying to impress some former girlfriend. And he he's a snowplow person. So he just shovels driveways basically with with a snowplow. Yeah. And he said, if anybody asks what I do for a living, just tell them that I am a sub-zero water remover when really. There you go.
1: for real it's just like make something sound so fake and impressive that no one would question it yeah yeah like Like it kind of
0: what is that it sounds really important yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah I feel like I had to do that for a while and now it's great because the social work stuff's like so far down my resume and it's like I just can but you know like what my experience has been is like the social work stuff is everywhere and then especially with like still I had my toes pretty deep in like internet culture of, Mm -hmm. of social justice. So I, I feel like even though I left social work behind, I don't know if part of me was like, I still need to be a good person. You know, like I still care about people. And I, it almost feels like that I a little bit went harder in the paint on that stuff because I, wanted to convince myself, like, I, I still care about people. It's just, like, wasn't the right fit for me there. And so I would still kind of find, like, social justice, social work stuff everywhere I went, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just, it is everywhere. And, I mean, people are everywhere. So you're going to find, like, something come up,
0: you know? Yeah. So there I, are people, there are problems. That is. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And so I still, it like, it's honestly been, about like a year or so of me really coming to terms with, oh, wow, I was like so steeped in social justice mm-hmm. that, and I didn't realize that that was so connected to like my social work background and just, and like growing up, it's kind of like, you know, all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your social work background. Cause in your email, which was gorgeous and descriptive, by the way, gave me a really <laughs> great insight into some of this you use the phrase you were your your program groomed you into social justice can you explain oh my god
1: well yeah and it's funny because it's like gosh i hope i can say it you know like in a way that makes sense (laughs) but it's like so okay i'm trying to think i did social work in like 2010 Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: it's like you know that was like facebook i don't even think instagram was quite around yet i know i wasn't using it but you know, it's like Facebook stuff where it was right when it, like people could start sharing lots of links, you know, like where it's like now you can share news articles. all Weep. that stuff. Weep. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I remember it was about that time and I'm in school because then I'd start posting like dumb articles and stuff. And, <laughs> um, but I just remember, you know, it was like, it just, the, the program was very, um, I don't know the things it was teaching. It was like how to unlearn stereotypes and privilege, like all of that stuff. But honestly, wasn't that much in the ether, like with all my friends who weren't in social work, that wasn't stuff that like everyone was talking about, like it, it felt, and I went to like a very woke school. um, And so it was like, or, or, you know, like very progressive, like art school. So like, but even in the, it was very, I didn't notice that type of stuff being talked about outside of my little social work bubble. Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't something you could just talk to anyone about if that makes sense like um and then but yeah it was just it was very much like unlearning your biases and you know and I remember like there was like an older woman in class and she was very religious and she would ask questions (laughs) like thinking back on this she would ask questions and everyone just kind of pile on her like I can't believe you would even say that like you know it was like it was very it was very much like it felt now looking back on it, it felt so much like kind of being in church and like someone's like, Hey, I don't, I have a question. It's like, oh, like mm-hmm. you need to question your, your purity, you know, like, yes, how could you even think that way? How could you use that language? And then looking back, I'm like, this poor woman, but
0: I'm surprised <laughs> that ahead of the time for that to be 10 ish years ago, it seems like, I, it was- I think so.
1: Well, my program was actually like one of the better social work programs, so I don't know now compared, but it was back then. And so I think, yeah, it felt like it was almost a little bit ahead of like what was going on. But now when I see things that are going on, I, I like part of me is like, guys, this is so like 2010. Like, you know, this is like, this was <laughs> old back
0: a decade ago, guys. But this
1: is the old days, guys. Like, we're past it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it felt, I guess, like the grooming side of it is like just in, I was I was already kind of like stripped of all my questioning. Of, uh, like I was already a little bit so steeped in this culture and this language and um, these ideas that then when the internet kind of like ramped up and like the and like the the way that the internet kind of operates now, it's like I was already like ready to just receive that information, just shove it in my brain.
0: Yes. Like I was just like, yeah. Okay. New yeah.
1: information. Okay.
0: Great. Well, like that it was, well, do you think it was because you were trying to figure out who you were professionally and personally, or or why do you think you were so prone to, to believing everything so readily?
1: I mean, I think, I think it's like probably a little bit of a personality trait. So mm-hmm. it's like, and I, so it's like, I was not raised religious, but I was raised from, like, you know, my family grew up very Irish Catholic. Mm. And so was like, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I was raised with all the guilt and all the martyrdom. And so I feel like even though I wasn't raised with religion, I was raised to still almost behave very religiously, like very. Mm. Yeah, just I, I still had all those principles, it just wasn't attached to the religion. Sure. And so I think Maybe it's a little bit of a personality trait. Like I'm a little bit, I can be a little bit gullible. Mm-hmm. I am like, I was raised to just like really care what people think and like care. I needed to be a good person, and so it was like, I I think I I think that maybe it's just a personality because I know my husband, he, it doesn't matter. Like it, he he would just never be like convinced of any of this stuff, you yeah. know like. Like even I would talk to him and he's like, Oh, okay. You know, like he would be really nice, but you're just like, Oh my God. Okay. It just, I think some people maybe just have more built in critical thinking with that stuff. And maybe, you know, who knows, but um, for me, I think it was before even going into social work. I think I just like wanted to be a good person so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like terrified of being mean or being a bad person. And so if like even choosing social work, I feel like it, I personally felt like that was because I was a good person, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like almost religious. It's very much like, I'm my kingdom to heaven. Like, I'm getting closer, you know? <laughs> my ticket. I'll be
0: right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I think it was definitely have like so much of that stuff wrapped in um, that I've only started to unpack like in the last few years of like, yeah, what was that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just a lot of like, yeah, just people pleasing and martyrdom and savior, savior complex. I would say that was like a big one. Even in, even when I was in school, I was like, even working for some of the nonprofits, I was like, this feels weird. Like, I just don't feel like I should, I just felt very uncomfortable. I don't know. It just didn't uncomfortable feel right.
0: Well, in the setting you were in or the people you were working with, got all of it, everything, all of because it. it didn't align with, with what you were kind of uh, attached to or.
1: I think just like some of it was just like general job annoyance stuff. Like, you know, it's like, especially in the social work field, it's like here we're pretending we're like amazing people with all these principles and code of ethics, but then you're still dealing with like mean people in the office, drama, gossip. And so it felt very confusing to be like, why are people behaving this way? When then we'll have these meetings where everyone's acting like these are our code of ethics and we're unbiased, you know? And you're like, Mm -hmm. what? I literally... I I know you're not like that. So, and so it was like a little bit of that was really weird. And then just like some of the stuff that I was doing, I just felt like actually very not equipped for it. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: like for one job, especially it was like going into homes and like, um, it was like working with women who were pregnant and like very low income neighborhoods and like, um, trying to like help them with like education on like uh uh like because I was really into I was like a doula and a lactation counselor so I was a little bit going in that direction of like um education for mothers and stuff which I liked some of that but I just um it was just really odd to like hey I'm like 23 I don't have kids
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm and I'm like going to these people's houses they sometimes have like five kids and I'm like telling them how to like take care of babies and like give them supplies it was just like very weird and I just like it didn't sit right with me and I'd have to do these stupid little pamphlets and I was like this is so <laughs> like degrading for everyone involved like and I'm not teaching them anything like I know I'm not it just felt weird and
0: it felt like gimmicky a little bit
1: uh, yeah it felt very like hey like we're gonna give you diapers but like can you check off that you know what yeah I don't know like what shaken baby syndrome is. You know, it's like something like that. You're like, okay. Just like didn't the, feel. It's
0: like traffic school, but for parenting.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, you've clearly raised more kids. Like, yeah. I know be, they're not stupid. Like, what are we doing? It was very weird. It, was, it felt also actually very disrespectful. And it was like, kind of like okay. this weird thing. Where it's like, like, okay, this feels like a little bit degrading and dehumanizing. But then I'm like, hi, I'm here to help you yeah, here's oh, something healer <laughs> yeah it was super it was really weird so that was actually like my last social work job that really I was like I'm done not only am I the poorest I have like I cannot afford to live but also like this is so weird and I don't like it and I just like officially was like I'm done I'm going into coffee shops for a while and I'm done so that yeah. was my last one
0: so let's let's think about you were at a super woke school and mm-hmm. you were kind of groomed into this mindset. Was it like the, the, the second you graduated from woke school, you were on a mission to, for, to, to I guess, achieve social justice or, or what you- my
1: gospel.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, because it's not one
1: of those things that's like, there's no organization, you know, it's not, I think it's just like, I don't know. I think there would be, like, times where I would be more passionate about it. And I think it's just, like, it's, like, a way of really trying to understand how the world works and how to understand the world and receiving information about how things work. So I think I would go through phases. And that's the thing is there wasn't a lot of this in just, like, the regular day. Like, so I had friends that weren't in social work. And so really I would almost, like, clock in, clock out. Like, so I wouldn't really that's the weird thing about this was pre Instagram, but it was like Facebook. So I think it was one of those things where I would like share things, you know, it was like, it was very, um, I'd share things online.
2: Mm-hmm. So I would
1: almost post this stuff that was like very like black and white, just like political stuff. Mm-hmm. But then honestly, then I would just like go about my life acting pretty normal. Like just being a normal, you know, I wasn't like, And I think that's almost where there's like that religious thing of like, here's the stuff that I believe on paper, but like, really, I'm just like my, I'm just a person. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know, like, I'm not like living these values every moment of my day. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So I felt like I was just, that was the early days of the internet, but kind of living where you start a lot of this mindset was like actually online, wasn't out in the world.
0: Yeah, people you know what are I mean? so so different online. And then yeah. back and forth in this keyboard warrior style in the in the battle royale that is the comment section. And Jonathan yeah. height talks a lot about this where the the repost mm-hmm. or the retweet button was first invented. That's when oh we saw this huge onslaught of people that had a whole lot to say. In yeah, in course typing format.
1: Totally. And I think for um, so, okay. Like, I think personalities like me who are like a little bit, like, I don't want to like be rude and disrespectful. And it's hard for me to sometimes like have a strong opinion, mm-hmm. like, um, cause I'm, if I'm interacting in person, I can pretty, I can have a pretty like normal conversation. It's not going to be like very, um, combative and stuff. I think that I would say maybe for personalities like mine and for people I know who are similar to me like acquaintances and stuff Mm -hmm. it's like it's this weird way to get out this um energy that is like wanting to sound very very like um like loud and opinionated Mm -hmm. it's like a way you can almost like behave as a different person than you know how to in real life Mm -hmm. because you can go online and you can have this like almost other personality and you can like have these really strong opinions. And like,
2: yeah. here's what
1: I believe, like, and if you don't believe it, like, you're a bad person, you know, you, but you, it's not the people who would actually say that in front of, you know, face to face. Um. So I feel like it almost gets out like maybe this, this, like, energy that um, you want to express, but you're not, you don't know how to, like, it's I don't. So I, I've realized I've had to just learn how to be a little bit more secure with myself, like, in in interpersonal relationships and be able to say like oh I don't really agree with that or like well maybe this like I think it was just also like lacking a lot of interpersonal skills you know Mm -hmm. like and so I would go on the internet and I could say my stuff and proclaim my beliefs and then just go back to like being very sweet and (laughs) nice you know like and I I could just have those things
0: that anonymous nature of it i think is why people are so yeah. ferocious online because it's it's kind of like a social hit and run or a social drive by totally you drop a bomb here is a mean cutting phrase or statement mm-hmm. or uh, my virtue signal and then nothing really yeah. happens like you said you get to go right back to your day being your usual self
1: well, and you know, we had kind of emailed about this and it was from something you had posted and it was like, it something I've been kind of trying to think about is like, you know, so I think, yeah, the internet, we're using it for such a, like this, like very um, animalistic part of us. Yeah. And that's not like, if I can explain it, it's like, we I think we all have those those parts of us. And if we're not learning how to exercise it healthily, then we're using the internet to get out like a lot of anger and frustration and um, a lot of aggression that, Mm -hmm. that we don't know how to express out in the world healthily. So then it comes out on the internet and then we're only seeing like that part of a lot of people. And so then it feels like, you know, Oh, like everyone's so angry. Everyone's so, and it's like, maybe not actually if you went and engaged with all those people day to day you would see they actually are more multifaceted but but then we're seeing these weird like time stamps of like this really dark moment or this really aggressive moment they have
2: Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: and i don't have a full thought on that but just like when i think about the times that i've like yeah posted something really intense And then it's like, oh God, that just lives in the world forever. Like someone could just, that could be their last impression of me. Mm
2: -hmm. And if they
1: never saw me again, they'd just be like, wow, like Sarah's, you know, so uh, angry.
0: Mm -hmm. I was
1: like, well, not really anymore. I was angry in that, I guess that moment or whatever, but.
0: (laughs) Have there ever been times when you acted similarly in person to the way you did online?
1: Oh gosh. OK, I remember I did go through like a phase where I was like very um, it was like I saw a friend who hadn't seen a while in a while. And like I think it was just maybe post-college and I kind of was going through a very aggressive, like feminist, like, you know, like I'm a sh- like that. Whatever. Who even knows? Like like oh. like weird feminist stuff that I didn't even quite understand or just get little blips of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I and then I was going through like I graduated college. I was like partying. So I was maybe just like when I would get drunk, I would get a little bit more that side of me would come out where I'd be like wanting to proclaim like my feminist values and stuff. <laughs> um and I remember like my friend was like, Jesus, like you're so intense. Like what is going on? And I remember in the moment being mad, but then later being like, Oh, I was like it, it was just annoying. And I think, yeah, like, I think I've gone through those phases, but not, not too much. Like, for the most part, I think a lot of this stuff was more happening online. Mm
2: -hmm. And I don't,
1: because even my husband was like, I don't think I knew, like, how much you are in that. Because Mm -hmm. I really was just, like, with the pandemic, I also became a mom during the pandemic. And um, we had, like, a lot of, like, personal stuff happen in our life that was going on that was, like, very dramatic and, awful so it was like all this stuff happening and it it really like pushed me online to just like just disassociate and so I think I was like engaging with the internet and going like deeper in the rabbit hole but I wasn't like sharing all of that it was just rotting my brain yeah and I and it would come out in little ways but I and my husband was like god I didn't know you were like that in like I think I don't even know if and he doesn't go on the internet. So he wasn't even seeing my behavior online. <laughs> <Him>. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. And so, yeah, he wasn't even seeing all of it. I think if he saw it, he would have been like, are you okay? But you know, like he was just like in the real world. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that's, <laughs> really that's actually a really good point. Cause my husband has said this to me too, with the the things that happen online number one it's it's obvious people act completely different in person mm-hmm. because i like to invite people into conversations like these and you say to yourself wow this is nothing like what i expected you to be based on our conversations yeah so that has a really humanizing quality to it but mm-hmm. it's also online everything seemed we're inundated with things and trends that seem so important and then like you said in the real world very few people actually talk about these things let alone are affected by them
1: no I know I think I know I just I feel like we are just in such the early days of this internet stuff and the social media stuff that it's like Mm -hmm. we're just like I don't think we have like the our brain isn't able to grasp what's going on
0: uh-huh. Like, we don't know how to
1: put these two parts together and understand that. I don't know. It's really weird. And it's weird feeling like I got really sucked into And TikTok especially, like, was mm-hmm. the darkest and most rotted my brain became. <laughs> like, that's when I started to get scared. And I saw how easy it is to kind of get so wrapped into this, like, other weird world and to just kind of, like, donate your brain to it sometimes or you're just like yeah I'll just take that in and and not understand like how that's impacting you or affecting you I don't know it's weird and I feel like it's something I think about but I don't have any answers for it's just very interesting
0: yeah on TikTok, were you looking at certain trends or was it just anything that would come to you I mean was it more political was it really more of that social justice type of
1: Uh, it got me so deep in the social justice stuff. Like, and it wasn't what I started. I think it was like my friend sent me something funny and I was like, oh, this would be funny. (laughs) This would be cute and fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I didn't quite understand how the algorithm worked. Like I knew it existed, but I didn't understand how I could train it. And I think, I think it was, it was so weird to watch how it kind of escalated where it was like, my friend had it. So we would send each other kind of weird, funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I think we got stuck in this weird rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, I don't know even know the name of it or what you'd call it. But it was like this maybe like where weird like TikTok dramas happen where it's like, oh, this, this, infl- you know, this person with followers, they've made a social transgression and now everyone's canceling them. But I didn't even actually know about all this stuff yet. But, you know, I'm watching this weird cancellation, these little cancellation bubbles happen. Mm-hmm. And my friend and I would send them to each other just like, whoa, look how weird this is. And I feel like the algorithm then was like, show more of that, show more of yeah, that. And so fun. even though I wasn't, yeah, and I and, and so then it would show me all these other weird um, cancellation things. And then it was almost like, it was like spectator, you know, you're just like, whoa, look how weird this is. Um And then from that, then it was, yeah, just, just ingesting, like, so much political um, crazy, like, where you're, like, eventually when you sit back, you're, like, these are just random people. Everyone's entitled to just, like, share an opinion, but I don't need to listen to every single one. Like, I don't. And I don't know how stable this person is. I don't know what's impacting this person right now. And I just was, like, I was just like overwhelmed with opinions to where it was like, I couldn't even filter anything like in my brain. And I felt like I didn't even notice it happened where all of a sudden I was just, just only really looking at like a lot of political stuff and the cancellation things uh, took over. And that was what finally got me off of it. Cause I was like, oh my god, and you know, and then I'm like, I'm on Instagram with all my like kind of more like woke social justice people who are like, adamant that cancel culture doesn't exist i'm like watching these crazy things happen
0: that is one thing i cannot understand when people say it does not exist or they try to
1: what are you saying
0: (laughs) yes they try to frame it as well it's accountability culture or this is a natural consequence there is nothing natural about getting publicly humiliated and shamed for something that happened 20 years ago in your life that otherwise would have been completely unknown. Yeah.
1: Well, and also like the 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 whole like it doesn't exist is like so annoying when it's followed by all the reasons why it exists and it's good. And it's like mm-hmm. so what are like I don't understand like that was I think when I that was the first thing where I was watching this stuff on TikTok and then i was seeing like people i know on social media com- constantly say like because i watched kind of like a popular one like a if i can even remember, it was like the chelsea get their names which is good that i forget their names but good. it was like a kind of big one with the modern warrior one it's like i say big i'm like was it big or was it just on tiktok but it was like this kind oh. of bigish, big kind of cancellation thing that happened and it bled over an instagram And so then I was, like, watching that, and then I'm watching people constantly say, like, it doesn't exist. And that was when my brain started to, like, fracture, where I was like, oh, no. Like, what is happening? And that's kind of what spun me into, like, okay, maybe I need to, like, question what's happening. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the very little sprinkles of me going, like, oh, something's weird. And, yeah, that was, like, that was an early one for me. Um, But, yeah, the TikTok thing for you? What
0: would that constitute a red pill moment for you? Or did it more dramatically hit you that, you know, (laughs) this is a little more crazy than I anticipated or realized even
1: like, I think there were little sprinkles of a lot of stuff going on. So I was maybe like, I was just starting to question a lot of things, but yeah, I guess you could call it a little bit of a red pill moment where I remember being in bed and like my husband, my husband was about to fall asleep. I was like, I need to talk to you. Like I'm having, like, I'm having a, I'm having a scary, like my brain just clicked somewhere. Like it was like such a moment of like, oh no. Like what is, what did I do to my brain? Mm-hmm. And then once I, once that started, it like trickled down into me being like, hey, maybe I need to like listen to some different points of views. And it was like, I just slowly but surely started trying to unravel like how far I had gone down this rabbit hole. Um, So it was kind of good because I think it was like, you know, not that I could, maybe it's not fair to say it was like my rock bottom, but it was just like such a low point Mm -hmm. um, that I needed to kind of like really face the reality of like how easy it is to be influenced Mm -hmm. and like how easy it is to just be like, um, yeah, just like, and I, the funny thing is I was like obsessed with cults. But like from a very like social justice mm. um, point of view, because like social justice stuff, they actually like love cults as as well. I'm and sad. so I was like
0: surprised.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I was actually like obsessed with cults. And I feel like eventually I was like, huh, huh. Like I started just seeing too many similarities. and then I was like, oh my God. I I can't.
0: I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. No, I'm done. With that. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you think social justice warriors realize that they're in or behaving like a cult or do they think it's no. fascinating and outside of themselves?
1: No, I don't think because I went back and listened to one of my favorite cult podcasts mm-hmm. and there, and I was like, Oh my God, like now listening to, it, I was like, Oh, it's just too much. Like they're, they're, they would say some things that were very like, yeah, like I feel like with most ideologies, not that I'm going to say I'm like, know everything about ideologies, but just from everything that I've realized of like, oh, I was a part of this ideology. And um, it just seems like it's so easy to look from the outside in. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to look at someone else's ideology and go like, oh, there you can make all these very astute observations about how people so say you're in the social justice world, you can look at someone in another religious cult for, for Mm -hmm. instance, and you can, you can say all these things that are very astute. You can, Oh, they were influenced. It's so easy to be influenced by, you know, um, very personable people like you could, but, but I don't I feel like with an ideology, it's like part of the ideology is realizing that like, or feeling like you're, like safe from that like you're you're like on the outside and so like you're smart enough to not get pulled into something like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: um which so it's like I feel like with the cult stuff it's so easy to see how other people are influenced but there's never like a self-reflection because you're not like a, you're not supposed to self-reflect because like mm-hmm. if you believe in this ideology you're already like more, morally pure like, you've already made it because you believe this.
0: Sure. And there's no reason you know? to reflect if you feel like everything you believe in is already valid.
1: Yeah. Like, you're already right. So why would you? There's nothing to question. It's just you need to get other people to question and to correct on their end. So, no, I think there's, like, very little self-awareness. I think from just most ideologies, like, you could listen to someone, like, super religious and be like, all right, but, like, do you actually, like, believe that or you know, like, I think you can find that anywhere. Mm
2: -hmm. This is
1: just another very extreme example. But yeah, like, I went back and tried to listen to some of my favorite podcasts. I was like, I can't even listen to any of these anymore. They're garbage now. And not that you can't listen to someone who maybe has a very strong, you know, opinion. But I think I'm too, I'm too recent to like, just being like, I can't, I'm kind of trying to get away from that, that Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to listen to things that are so steeped with like, very, um, like I don't know how to explain it. Like the lane, like the whole. I, I think one of the ones I listened to, they even casually threw out like, "Yeah, and cancel culture." I was like, "Oh my god, shut What's
0: up!" That that's gross.
1: You know, like just kind of throwing out little things where like it's obvious, or it's like, okay, <laughs> now I can't believe anything you say. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> Sarah. What do you think maintained your place in social justice culture
1: oh gosh what do you mean
0: what kept you involved in it what what pulled you in every time you maybe felt like you were headed out the back door
1: yeah I think I think like my obsession with trying to be a really good person like that's been I think the the thread that I've been like working on in my personal life is just like I think I've been terrified of being a bad person, and so it's like I would jump into any belief,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or I would I would attach myself to like any belief that was either socially acceptable as like the good person,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or just like stereotypes that were like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a, I don't know how to explain it. I just I realized I've just kind of molded um, a lot of things that I do and believe is just because I really want to be a good person. So that's where there's like that weird, it's like religious, but I'm, I didn't feel like I was religious, but I, I kind of do feel like it was that. Um, That Yeah. Do
0: you feel like, and again, it's impossible to speak for everybody because everyone joins things for different reasons and Mm -hmm. for different reasons. But do you feel like generally hypothetically too that other people also are just desperate to be a good person or desperate to be perceived yeah. as good. And that's why they do this. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so. Like, yeah, I kind of feel like that's the root of it. Like we just want to be, you know, that whole like thing that was like the right side of history. Yes. Like I think that was like such a powerful like um thing
2: mm-hmm. that like
1: just, and I think, um, yeah, I think people are so, terrified to like be like those old pictures we see, you know, it's like oh my god, you don't you want to be the lady with the purse like, you know, slapping a Nazi. Like that's, that's who you want to be, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: like those things are that's like powerful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I think we're all like so terrified of um this is totally general, like this is my belief. Yeah, I just think we're all like so afraid of being like um, a bad person or being duped or like, you know, and I think, but I, and I think we, we can all have that. And then it just depends on like your personality, like what ideology will kind of like insert itself or what ideology you insert yourself in. Yeah. No, like, I think we can all be susceptible to that. Like I still realize like, Hey, just because now I feel like, Oh, I'm not really going to follow this ideology. Like I also, as I started opening myself up to other things, I realized how easy it was to just like find another one. Mm
2: -hmm. Like
1: the minute, like I could just all of a sudden be like, Oh, I'm going to start. I would like listen to some things and I'd realize like, Oh wow. That person's actually like deeply ideologically um, like centered, but on a, in a different direction. And I, and I can see how, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like I, like, I think especially with the idea of like you want to hear that people have like the answers to things Mm
2: -hmm. so when
1: people sound like they know everything and have all the answers it's like Mm -hmm. oh they they must and i want to know the answers so -hmm. it's like the fear of like not knowing of being like i don't know i'm not really sure like that's no one wants to say that you know so it's like it was easy for me to start being like okay well i don't have this belief set but now i need to go find another belief system. Because mm-hmm. it's like, but I have to have beliefs. I have to have otherwise how will I be a good person? <laughs> like I need someone to tell me how to be a good person. I don't know how to do it. Like, you yeah. know. So, so- I, I've had I've had to like embrace like and just like I, I think I messaged you a little bit. Like I was deep in like the stepmom social media world.
0: Yes. Tell me about and, that because like, yes. I'm unfamiliar with it. Gosh.
1: I know that's like a whole other god. It's like hard to explain unless someone is a stepmom and then gets into that world on social media
2: mm-hmm. but it's
1: like kind of this other little like microcosm of the internet you know like it's just it's like um and I wouldn't say that it's necessarily woke or or anything like that but like it has kind of like a lot of it's like with all other social media groups or these groups that come and try to find like a little place on the internet mm-hmm. is like you know it um, a lot of people who feel like, Hey, this is this thing that I am, this is this role, or this is this identity that I am, and I'm struggling and I need answers. And then let me find other people who are just like me and let's all get together and we'll talk. But then it kind of becomes like, this is my identity now. Like, so there's like, there's
0: who am I without, who am I without that
1: without this identity? Yeah. And so, um, like the, you know, I was already like, very social justice social worker, but I was, like, out of the social work world in my new world of job and stuff, but then I became a stepmom, and, like, that was a whole new world of, like, you know, all the stereotypes of stepmoms, like, the evil stepmother, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, like, just feeling very, like, confused on, like, oh, well, you know, how can I be a good step-parent? Like, I, I don't want to be one of those bad ones. I don't want to be one of those like abusive, you know, like evil step-moms. And so, and I didn't know anyone who's a step-mom. So it was like easy for me to just go online, try to find like step-mom groups. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's not woke necessarily, but it still has all that same, those same themes where it's very like, it has a very us first them kind of like, vibe to it so it's very like oh like you know it's like oh stepmoms have a worse um stereotype than stepdads so it's like oh. there's there's all these like v- victim Olymp- olympics kind of stuff yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's, it's like it's not just stepmoms it's like you could go into like um any type of like parental role you could like go into a social media hashtag and you'll find like no we're the most victim no we're the most victim it's just Mm -hmm. all these like weird identity victimhood things that makes sense
0: with parenting I'm not a parent um so I should preface by saying that I'm not a parent I have worked with children a lot Mm -hmm. in my career I wonder how Has this whole gentle parenting movement affected you in any way? The same way the ideology, other ideology did.
1: Um, yeah, that was actually like another kind of like weird, that was like another weird thing that was wrapped (laughs) into my, my algorithm, you know, it was like, yeah. And it was like the whole, yeah, the gentle parenting is wild because like, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm walking this weird line. I'm a new mom Mm -hmm. and I'm a Mm stepmom, and it's like this weird world of like trying to navigate, like what type of parent do I want to be? And then you're getting all of this information about like, this is the, like, especially what drove, like the crazy thing with all of the gentle parenting stuff Mm -hmm. is like all of the scripts. This is like a literal script. That was what started to be like what the fuck is going on like why are now I'm like now these people are telling me I have a script to like talk to my child like Mm -hmm. it it, like I don't know it felt like yeah I had maybe my algorithm was very like social justice gentle parenting and like like co-parenting like and we have like the high conflict divorce like all the that stuff so it was like a lot of the um uh yeah like like family court mm. a whole mess of stuff that no one even don't ever look in there you don't want to know like, what's going Sarah on in there
0: brain rot Sarah <laughs> yeah.
1: and so yeah I was very like it was just like shoveling all the stuff in my brain about like this is the type of parent you have to be this type of stepmom you have to be this just so much like information it was like I no longer even knew how to like follow my instincts on anything mm-hmm. and then it goes back to that whole like how do I be a good person how do I get be a good parent oh my gosh like you have to have this script so that you don't accidentally gaslight your your infant oh. you know like and that you know like weird stuff where it's like I I do agree with some of it like even the woke stuff it's like some of it makes sense. yeah there
0: are there's a point of where, truth and meaning yeah. it. I think it's more absolutely. the absolutely to take it to extremes where it gets really yeah. dangerous.
1: And I think that's kind of what I've learned is like, you can take in information, mm-hmm. like you don't have to be scared of information, which I feel like I was because it was like, there's bad information, there's good information.
0: This information, like, no, information.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh my God. It's like, you, can, it's just it, information, do what you'd like with it. Use right. your brain, like use yes. your, let your brain munch on it for a while.
2: Yeah, and like
1: digest it, you know, and like, so it's like there's a ton of stuff with parenting. I'm like, oh, I love that. I'm actually really grateful that I have that information, but now I'm gonna put it through my own filter of like, I liked this, but I actually really don't like that. So I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna not. That's been something I've been practicing is like, hey, some of this stuff is actually great, cool, like even from any side of the universe. Like, I was just with my, like, my, um, I was in South Carolina. I'm like, with like the only um, like not liberal family members that we have. Cause I come from a very Democrat, like liberal family. Mm-hmm. Um, except for this like one aunt and uncle, they're just like the outlier. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's always so crazy to be around them. Cause they're like, just, they, they just like sit and listen to Fox news. Like while I was there, I was like, Oh my, it's just in the background. Yep.
2: You know, they're just, they're just in
1: their, in their <laughs> other, in their other bubble. But it's like, even them, it's like, I can, some of the stuff they say, I can be like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's not like, I don't have to just shut out information because it comes from a bad place. Um, and then I can just decide if I agree with it or not.
0: That's, you know, like these movements too, is if we hear something that we don't like, we tend to automatically say, well, that's a typical right wing talking point, or that's a typical yeah. radical leftist. And th- yeah. there's no need to split things up into these categories of guessing or stereotyping who said something. That yeah. isn't to say that we can't assume where it came from, because there are very clear things that a lot of people say and repeat over and over. But totally. I think that makes it. Difficult, like you said, you lose your intuition entirely and you rely on all of these little markers and cues. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, left wing? no, left wing, yes. And yeah, yeah, no I think
1: it's up. just like, yeah, it's like, oh, here's a guide so that you never have to actually feel do. uncomfortable and vulnerable with like not knowing or getting it wrong. Like, god forbid we like get it wrong, you know, like that's something that I feel like. I think we're scared of like it's like I I have to have it right like I can't make mistakes like but that's the weird thing with like the gentle parenting stuff is I started realizing like so much of these things that I'm trying to do as a parent and I did take in a lot of the gentle parenting stuff and there's a lot of stuff that I do actually really like and there's some stuff I thought was really weird and I've tried to like just create our own beliefs and then it's like hey guess what we're a parent for like ever so this will just keep changing and evolving like sure. and that's okay mm-hmm. um but like I started realizing I was like all this stuff that I'm doing is um in parenting I'm actually like not doing myself like I'm trying to teach my daughter how to like critically think
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: I like don't really know how to critically think
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so it's just like oh shit like I'm trying to like teach <laughs> you're I'm trying to like teach and like I'm trying to like pass these things down. That I literally, I don't know how to do these. So how about I just like work on that myself, let my daughter like absorb it and you know, whatever, but I don't know. And just, and even like the whole thing with like um, being a good person with like the step parenting stuff is it's like, it's so scary to like feel like you're a bad step parent. Oh my God. Like
0: can't imagine. that's like
1: a whole, that's like a whole other world of like, Oh no, if I, um, like if I, um, if I don't agree with like this very stereotypical way of co-parenting, therefore I'm like, it's cause I'm selfish. I'm a terrible step parent. You know, there's like a lot of, it was weird. It was like, I had a lot of negative stereotypes internally about being a step parent. Cause I had like not an ideal step parent growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to be like the opposite. I want to be the best. Um, so I had all these, bad stereotypes, but then I went on the internet and I almost feel like I got worse stereotypes from the internet. It was like, Oh, I had never would have never even thought about it. Now I'm even, I'm terrified of stereotypes I never knew about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I want to, now I want to convince everyone I'm not that stereotype that probably they haven't heard about either. Cause it lives on the internet, I think. Yeah. And like yeah. I, this weird world there. And just like, I don't, know. I've also been unraveling from that side of, social media and just being like, Hey, like I, I'm can be, I know I'm a good step parent and good. What does that even mean? But like, like, I don't need the internet to tell me whether or not I'm a good person, a good parent, a good step parent,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: not that I need to, not that I need to like be so like, I don't know. I want to be open to like um, people's ideas, but I've realized it's like not the internet people like, be open to real human people, people Mm -hmm. who know you and like see you every day, not like, Oh my God, you posted that thing. That inherently means you're actually a really bad person. You know, it's like, that's different than if my husband goes, Hey, like that's actually kind of fucked up. (laughs) You know, it doesn't feel like
0: conversation. And that's a conversation to have face to face between two people.
1: Yes. And it's like, that's that's a very important skill. Like, there's also that funny side of the internet. That's just like weird teaching everyone to be like super confident. Like you don't need, and it's like, what are you, who are you talking to? You don't know who, who you're talking to. Right. Like you're right. just like, this is like narcissist advice for narcissisms, you know, like, or well, for narcissists, like mm-hmm.
0: what is this mm-hmm. from the clinical side too? I'm sure you're like, this actually just perpetuates symptoms. Yeah. This, like personality disorder yeah and it's like
1: this is not even like one-on-one like you're just like well and funny on the on the parenting and step parenting and social media there's a lot of like you know little infographics that are like you're doing great mama and you're like who, oh, who, who, who are you talking to good. like you I could have just know. like yeah like I could have just beaten my child and then I'm like <laughs> oh thanks for the reminder I am doing I great like, today I really needed, I needed that. that it's like you don't that's different than your husband or partner being like, Hey, you're doing great. Mama. I'd be like, Oh, thanks. Like, cause you've seen me. <laughs>
0: like- that's a really good point. Sarah is this, it's this pseudo fake deepness where we're also trying oh to cheer people yeah. out and we have no idea who they are. And like you said, we could be trying to cheer people on who don't necessarily deserve to be rewarded. For or their- maybe
1: you need to be like a little bit challenged in, Hey, like, like, maybe you're not doing so great right now, mama. Like you're really not. <laughs> you you're might need struggling.
0: some help. You're you're struggling a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey mama, like get some help. You need help. <laughs> yeah. Like that, all that stuff, like the, 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 the mental health advice
2: oh. definitely was
1: like a part of the whole social justice thing. And when I was so struggling, like I ate that shit up and, but even though I would be like, it's weird, but like, but Yeah. I- like, you know, like, like sharing stuff. And I haven't even told you, I had like a, like, um, like a little alias, like social media account for a while. Oh, and it was like, it was, it was mostly like stepmother stuff. Cause it was like this, it was like, you know, my, I don't have friends who are stepmoms and it's like, um, so they didn't care if I post, you know, it's like, so I was like, I made this anonymous account and I would just like post stuff that I shared And it was when I was deep on TikTok and I feel like that account was like and when I was emailing you about how it's like, you know, some people are you might see them in this like one phase of their ideology or one phase of like where they're at. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's
1: like sometimes I think about I had this account for maybe like four months and it was like it was the rise and fall of like my like I got actually like more woke a little bit from it. But I almost feel like it was because I started noticing it was like I started this account so that I could like post stuff that I thought was interesting and just kind of shove it out there into the world anonymously or whatever. And then it was like I started feeling so self-conscious about like worrying that I wasn't going to seem like like social justice enough. And so then I would be like, I would try to post something that was like very honest. This is like embarrassing, but it's, it's gone. It's deleted at this point. Um, But it was like, you know, I try to post something that was maybe like actually a little counter to like a woke thing because it was just like what I believed. (laughs) And then I would get so scared of like, oh God, I'm, someone might actually think I'm like a bad person. And so then I would try to follow it with posting like a bunch of woke stuff. Oh, and I would like, I wouldn't even know I was doing it until I was like, it was like, cause I was so afraid. It was like, I wanted to pad everything and like, here's, I just want to prove like I am a good person, but here's this actually like little nugget of something that might be a little bit hard to hear. Cause it's a little more like ee, yes. a little awkward. And then let me pad it with some more like, no, I promise yes. I'm very this. Don't yeah. worry. You it's know, like-,
0: like posting 15 black squares for black lives matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then. 85 trigger warnings, 14 disclaimers. And then you say something yeah. that's like three words and then you follow yeah. it. Hashtag me too. I'm a radical feminist. I, yes.
1: yeah. <laughs> and I remember, yeah. And I remember I did, I put like a trigger warning on one of my posts <laughs> for nothing, like for what? And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm afraid if I don't, someone's going to say, I like triggered them. I, it was like, I cycled out. It was like, it was like, all of a sudden I was like, so terrified. I was like, okay, now I, cause I've only ever had a private social media account. Sure. So it was like, it was so terrifying to be like on a public platform, even though I wouldn't share my face or my name. Like I was so afraid. I thought I was gonna get like doxxed or something. I don't know what I was
0: thinking. You. you can't pass anyone these days. Honestly. I know
1: I was like really, yeah, I was really freaked out. And like, it was a lot of stuff i was posting about like co-parenting and and like stuff with like family court and things like that um cuz that's what we were going through in real life mm-hmm. the reason i was anonymous was cuz of like my husband's ex like i was like god i would die if she ever like found this so that was like the big reason i was anonymous but um but yeah so it was like i would post a lot of stuff but then it was like i don't know i just like yeah, it really, I i felt that feeling of like, it made me realize like, I could never be on the internet publicly. I'm like, I'm way too freaked out. Yeah. And like, it's just too vulnerable. And I don't know if I'm like, I'm not strong enough yet to like be secure in myself yet. So it's like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I have that in me. Yeah. Like I just need to live in the real world and work on my security, you know, like,
0: yeah, well, you're also still kind of fresh out of more of the mm-hmm. type of thinking. So as we wrap up here, Sarah, I want to know how do you keep from almost, I guess I'm going to use the word relapsing into oh my uh, TikTok land.
1: Well, delete your TikTok yes. and then <laughs> there's no other way. You just have to delete it. You can't have it. It's that, that app is so scary. I, yeah, it freaks me out. And then like, um, I deleted my Instagram for the holidays. I don't have it right now and it actually feels so good. And I'm like, maybe I won't get it back. I don't know. I don't know if I'll go that far, but, and the, the Instagram that I talked to, I was messaging you through is actually like my Instagram that I just use for, um, like kind of my more political stuff. Sure. So it's like I had to, I realized I couldn't train my algorithm to like not sh- it was like I have interest and in I like to kind of look at political stuff. I kind of like to look at what's going on, but I have to be able to like compartmentalize stuff because Absolutely. it's so easy to just get sucked into like, oh, now like, yeah, just the way that it works. So I actually have two accounts now. So I have my one account that my algorithm is just very knows me very well because I've had it for years. So it's like. It has all my um, more like all the things going on that I'm interested in, like culturally and socially and stuff like that. Um, and then I have another account that I just use to watch like baking videos and I watch nice. craft videos.
2: Love and that. I am,
1: I have curated my algorithm. It is gorgeous. Like, <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where it's like, honestly, it is actually very nice to just be able to, if I wanna like, just you know and it's like i'm a mom like sometimes i just want to like shut my brain off and like just be a vegetable for a little bit yeah. and and i want to just like do something and watch something nice and pretty so it has been kind of nice to just like um okay i'm gonna watch some cooking videos i'm also trying to learn how to cook better so nice. um i've had to just have like two algorithms where i can like clock in and then i can clock out and it's been so it's actually really helped. It's the only thing I figured out how to do so far. Of like, okay, let me just like go check up on my, you know, more political stuff. And then now I'm going to go back to my happy, fun stuff. And I post like, it's, a, it's like a, you know, a small account with just family. So I just only post like some pictures of my daughter there. And I just keep that very like light and fluffy. And honestly, it's one of those things I think in the past with the whole social justice stuff, it was like, oh no, you have to like, don't be fake. It's like you know it's like I don't actually owe the internet anything like I can put my pretty photos of my daughter um they don't actually have to know I have like a hard day like that can just you know yeah. what I mean like I
0: cry. So, you can just cry in your car like the rest of us do.
1: yeah like I don't have to be like vulnerable and like honest motherhood like I can just I here are these very cute photos I took today mm-hmm. and I want to share them with my family and I maybe put some cute music to it. And you're welcome, like, here's my gorgeous daughter. And then, like, that's also been another thing of just, like, not worrying about, like, oh, I don't want to seem too privileged, like, too whatever, like, that I'm, I, you know, how could I be posting on a day like today when, you know, whatever hashtag is happening? Like, all that stuff that you don't even think is, like, eating your brain alive.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: so just to freely be like, yep here's how I behave like a normal person, not worrying about this weird, like, you know, societal norms and the weird hashtags and whatever. And then I can kind of dip in on the other side if I want to, because I'm not going to ever just like not be into that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, (laughs) there's, Sarah, thank you so much for the advice. I'm sure people will already be curating their algorithms after this little dinner. I really <laughs> appreciate you sharing your story with me. And um, I'm just really thank excited you. to keep in touch. Thank you so much. I know.
1: Thank you so much. This is really fun.
0: Of course, Thanks of course. All right. Enjoy your day.
1: Bye. <laughs>